morning, Glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, the 10th day of June, 2021. My name is Nick. Hey, look, everybody, there's Big J. Hey, here I am. Today, we will spoil the entire first episode of Loki for you. No, no, no. Huh? You won't do that. No, I wouldn't dare. Uh, Did you watch it? No. What happened? I couldn't get the wife interested to watch it. Yeah, but that shouldn't surprise you at this point. She's I, not I a know, Marvel fan. I, I know, but, you know, there was a negotiation process, and I decided to withdraw. So you're not going to watch it? Well, uh, here's the reason. Uh, no, I'm going to watch it. I'm just not going to be watching with her. We were spending the evening together. Okay, beautiful. See? I love it. But she wants me to watch this damn Prince Harry and the royal baby crap that's on, uh, I don't know, it's on Hulu. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I, will, I refuse to watch this. Like, you refuse to watch the Food Network. So we were at an impasse. So what did you watch instead? Homicide Hunter. <laughs> the one thing you both agree Yeah, on. God, man. We love Joe Kenda. Well, the detective's a good man. Yeah. And he gets the job done. So um, I'll get to it. Maybe, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> my, my docket's getting pretty filled. Friday. I hope to watch it Friday. Uh, all right, listen. I'm not going to hold you to it. Uh, you can watch it whenever you want to watch it. I'm just going to tell you it's good. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it, it probably. Yeah, I was gonna say that shouldn't surprise you, uh, but it's it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, some good times involved in it. So, highly recommend that. Uh, but I can guarantee you today, Big J will give you a nerd alert. That's gonna happen on the show before we hit seven o'clock. Another chance to get qualified for aftershock with lie detector. We also have an opportunity for you to check out some concerts. Yes, dude, we have concert tickets to give away. Cashed Out is coming to the Revolution Center on Tuesday evening. Uh, we've got your tickets to that show, which is going to be pretty awesome. If you haven't had a chance to see uh, J- Cashed Out yet, you should. They oh, uh, they phenomenal. do Johnny Johnny Cash and Justice, that's for sure. Uh, plus, we have comedy show tickets. Jeff Shaw at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. This weekend, we got your passes to that as well. So it should be a fun and eventful Thursday morning. That's the idea. Uh, it is going to be a wet Thursday. Uh, already, I can tell you traffic's going to be an issue this morning. So drive carefully on your way into work because uh, the visibility is limited and people are swerving in and out of lanes like Mad Men. So just uh, head on a swivel, everybody, so that you can get to wherever your destination is today fairly safe. We will provide the soundtrack if that's all right with you. We got some Red Hot Chili Peppers kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is being brought to you exclusively by the advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Question for you, Big J. Yeah. In your entire life, have you ever taken a long train trip? No. A trip from one city to another on a train. Well, I might have, but I was really too young to remember. Gotcha. So I'll say no. Uh, does it interest you? Yeah. In fact, uh, the family and I were talking about this yesterday, uh, about the Amtrak Boise uh, Northwest thing that they're trying to put back together. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. And I was like, that'd be great. I would be totally, I, I think it'd be cool to, well, the kids were like, let's go to the Salt Lake. <laughs> so they can go get in and out. Um, but uh, I would be like, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, don't forget, you'd still have to get to the In-N-Out if you were to travel by train somehow. It's uh, called an Uber. Yeah, I suppose. If you, your Uber will let you eat in the car. And then, uh, of course, that's one of the things they're talking about bringing back. The Boise City Council, they want to resurrect this passenger railroad route 
that was once connected Boise to Salt Lake, as Big J mentioned, also Portland and Seattle. Uh, it was called the Pioneer Line for Amtrak, and it stopped service back in 1997. And so that was one of those deals that it just stopped doing. But they want to bring it back, the Boise City Council. Uh, and it's interesting that they want to do so because Amtrak really uh, went out of their way to make sure that they didn't include Idaho in their uh, proposal for new routes. Uh, they wanted to put together a new route proposal for up to 160 cities and did not include Boise in that particular match. It really left out a lot of the Northwest. And so they think it's going to cost about $400 million to put together this service. And let me say this. As somebody that has traveled from train from one city to another, it's a miserable traveling experience. Uh, I, I did not enjoy it. I was Now, granted, I was 12 at the time, so I probably didn't enjoy much of anything. But <laughs> I, 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 I remember being miserable and it taking much longer than I thought it was going to. Like sure. I, For some reason, I, I had it in my head that it was like, oh, it's, it's fairly fast. But these things are really only going 30, 40 miles per hour. So wow. it will take you a while to get to the place you're going. Yeah, they're not bullet trains no. by any stretch of the imagination. But it is an affordable you know, option to those that can't afford air travel or don't have their own vehicle. So I understand the appeal or at least the option for it. But uh, I will say that if you have some sort of nostalgia attached to it or you have this sort of daydream about the wonderful experience of a dining car, that's not how Amtrak works, number one. I mean, it's essentially a Greyhound bus on rails. And so that's something that you probably have to keep in mind if it's something that you want to do. But, but there's no luxury car? There is no... Well, listen, if there was, we didn't travel in it. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Uh, I know you would because you're high society, but I don't think there is. I don't think like there's a first-class ticket. Well, forget it then. I'm out. It's like Greyhound. I mean, is there a luxury Greyhound? No, I mean, there's not. You're just on a bus with a bunch of other people. And so that's kind of how it is. So uh, if you want to do it, I'm not going to knock it against you. I'm not sure it's worth a $400 million in tax money to make it happen. But uh, again, uh, there's not much going on <laughs> in the legislature that I can sign off on. So uh, whatever they do, they do. And it could be an option for you if you want to head to places like Seattle, Portland, or Salt Lake City. I, I don't know if anybody's got an Amtrak's opinion on this, but uh, I know they're trying to resurrect it. So it could be an option for you. That's it for the Boston Bruins, Big J. The New York Islanders eliminated them from the playoffs yesterday with a 6-2 victory in Game 6. They win that series. They will take on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I kept saying the conference finals, but apparently I, I did not know this, and this is my fault, but the NHL eliminated conferences this year because of COVID. They kind of reorganized everything, mm -hmm. and so they're not calling anything like the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. This is just the, the Stanley Cup semifinal. Because technically, uh, both New York and Tampa Bay, along with Montreal, who's already in the other semifinal, are all in the same conference. Just not this year because of COVID stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, it's not the conference finals. It's just the, the Stanley Cup semifinal. The Phoenix Suns knocked off the Denver Nuggets last night by 25. They're up 2 to nothing in their series. That definitely is in the Western Conference. And... Get excited, Big J, oh, if oh. you're a Sex in the City fan. Oh. Because the men of Sex in the City are coming back. HBO Max <laughs> announced that Mario Catone will reprise his role. Uh, David Ellenberg will be back. Willie Garson will return. Evan Handler will come back. Is uh, Some of the more popular versions of people that Carrie and the crew have dated. Now, uh, we should probably reach out to our friend because... Yeah, you need to be in there. You know, a couple. Of, he did a couple-episode run uh, as uh, one of the people that Miranda was interested in. That would be our friend Craig Gass, 
who was on Sex in the City I, for a couple of episodes. I'll tell you, dude, when I was at Lounge at the end of the universe uh, for the uh, Comedy Fest, the Ado Comedy Fest, and we were doing that voiceover thing, he was telling the story about that Sex in the City, and it was so sad. <laughs> Just how he got the part, yeah. and I was like, man, I feel so bad for him because he's typecast as this, you know, romantic loser who, uh, you know, that's how he, everybody looked at him because of his time on Howard Stern and the emotional distraught he had over some relationships. And I was just like, man, that would suck. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was not a play. I mean, he liked being on the show, but the story of him is it, <laughs> funny, but it's really, really sad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no word on whether Craig will return to Sex in the City. But here's hope. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3. The X rocks. Well, yesterday we had a big game reveal, Nick. EA's Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, the new trailer dropped yesterday, and it's going to return to the modern era and near the future. It's called Battlefield 2042. It will be available October 22nd if all goes to plan. Uh, the developer's newest shooter promises the same only in Battlefield moments on a grander scale thanks to futuristic weapons of war, some real-time destructive weather like tornadoes and sandstorms, and massive maps that support up to 128 players at once. Now, Battlefield 2042 is being built for PlayStation 5, Nick, Windows PC, and the Xbox Series X, the platforms that will support those 128 player counts. Uh, uh, the, that's the latest gen consoles. We'll, we'll, they'll be also making a version for the older consoles, but they'll max out at only 64 players. So the focus is on multiplayer. There's no traditional single player campaign this time. Dice General Manager uh, Oscar Gabrielson confirmed in a preview of the game last week. Instead, Dice will deliver its narrative over time through Battlefield 2042's live service and seasonal content. Nick, and yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm terribly disappointed. Uh, I. I saw it. I, I mean, I'm not, I just, it's not my, you know, what I was hoping or looking forward to. On the other hand, you know, uh, Call of Duty tried this thing when they did without a camp uh, campaign, uh, player campaign. And then, uh, you know, they had instead went for the ro battle Royale, the, the blackout Call of Duty blackout. And that was okay, but they quickly returned to their campaigns. Uh, we'll see how this goes um, and, and if people are going to be excited or not about it. The one thing to its advantage is the destructibility in this uh, is, is that Battlefield has is a really cool thing. And I saw the trailer. The, to the tornado and stuff looks dumb to me, uh, but we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm pretty bummed out about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly as, as a video game person uh, happy with the uh, transition away from campaign and actual narrative stories with video games, especially in franchises that you have connections to. Now, granted, I don't play Battlefield, nor do I play Call of Duty, so the fact that there's not a campaign would, wouldn't bother me, but if I was a fan of these games, it probably would. But then again, I don't play any of these Battle Royale online multiplayer map kind of things, so that doesn't really appeal to me. I know it does to a ton of people, but, you know, as a video game fan, the games that I find myself drawn into are those that have good narrative stories and have good campaigns, and those seem to be hmm, uh, falling by the wayside with Me the too. big franchise. Me too, Nick, but I think that might be because of our age. Um, and so we'll see how this goes. Uh, after a year off, E3 returns in 2021 as a reimagined all-virtual event. This year's Electronic Entertainment Expo runs June 12th through the 15th, so it's coming up here this uh, weekend uh, and into next week, and promises appearances from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, Sega, uh, Bandai Namco, and more. While the show won't be a physical 
presence. Uh, the upside is that anyone and everyone can attend E3 by watching the press conferences, digital showcases, and other live streams that will take place in June and beyond. The Entertainment Software Association, the trade group that runs E3, has a built a web portal and an app for E3. So anybody can use that to watch everything unfold, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, we also have uh, this tidbit of news. Five years after its initial release, Crossplay is finally coming to Overwatch. Blizzard will soon start beta testing the feature, allowing players on all platforms where the game is available, PC, PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch, to group up and play one another. To use this feature, you'll need to create a Battle.net account if you don't already have one, and link it to your Xbox, PS, and Nintendo account. Uh, that's something Blizzard will now require Overwatch players to do, whether you plan to take advantage of cross-play support or not so uh, that's interesting and uh, Overwatch is something that's still played highly competitively amongst uh, college uh, eSport teams and in the eSport world Nick so uh, it does have some ramifications through that so it should be interesting I'm, I haven't played or ever played uh, Overwatch but no me either but I uh, having had some experience with the cross-play world which i've had with my ps5 now i've been a, the game the game that i started out with outriders you can play with somebody that has an xbox or a pc and while it's neat to have that kind of crossplay feature the the until we really figure out a way to perfect communication between crossplay well it's very different well that's different from game to game no i understand so, I, uh, and i wonder how, how, how overwatch is but yeah i mean the, oh, uh, communication is a, a, a very important element in huge. in that game so i'm sure that that'll be fine I, again it's that's from a platform to platform situation i mean what you've told me about outriders kind of seems weird uh from what i understand of most as long Stuff, as long so. as you have somebody with the same system as you, you could communicate. I mean, again, disrupt could probably be a thing. There are ways around this, of course. But for the casual person or somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of experience with crossplay, it becomes a bit of a roadblock for sure. That your nerd alert? That's the nerd alert. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Uber has made some improvements to its app you may have noticed over the last couple of days. The biggest update... A little bit more detail added to pickup points. Passengers will be more clearly able to see where their pickup pin is on the left or right side of the street. For drivers, it will also be more clearly laid out so they know exactly where to expect the passenger to be waiting and can drive to that point. Before, the pin would kind of drop in the middle of the road and be like, uh, one of these cars is probably my driver. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yeah. In addition, both passengers and drivers will get more detailed location points of the black box at the top of the app, giving landmarks or nearby descriptions. Another new addition, uh, map updates for drivers that include alternate route options. These options are rolling out to all U.S. drivers and passengers by the end of the month. They're hopefully going to make your pickups a little bit less confusing and to cut down on wasted time. Only time I've ever had a problem with this was I was on vacation in Denver and was downtown. And it was like, you know, everybody was clearly Ubering in and out. And it was very difficult to figure out which Uber was yours especially after a couple of beverages. And so you're wandering around going, one of these cars with an Uber sticker on it is mine. Uh, are you here for me? Are you here for me? And so that was a bit confusing. So I imagine on days like that and situations like that, maybe a uh, tour from a concert or something like that downtown, it may come in handy to have a little bit more details on to where exactly your ride is. So yeah. Why not, right? Doesn't hurt to make things a little bit easier. Phoenix Suns beat the Denver Nuggets 123-98. to Phoenix lead the series 2-0. to 
Islanders over the Bruins 6-2 on the ice. New York wins that series four games to two. They advance take on the Lightning in the next round. And Big J, guess what LeBron James is doing? Uh, Toontown 2. Close enough. Uh, he's changing his number. Yeah, why? I saw the why. Well, uh, it's funny that you mention it because if you believe some of the rumors, it has a lot to do with uh, the uh, Space Jam movie. Because, huh. uh, you know, he's number 23 in for the Lakers, right? Yeah. Well, he could not be number 23 in Space Jam. Because that's Michael Jordan's Correct. number. Correct. That Toontown jersey was retired. So, wait, he's changing his real jersey because of the movie. Yeah, it's all about branding, buddy. Well, don't forget, oh. he was also number six in Miami, too. So, there, okay. is, there is some past connection to well, that. And that's now sparking rumors that he's one day going to go back to Miami. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> I mean... He's got it. He's, he's good for three more years of the Lakers. Right. I mean, he's 30, what, four, 35? He might be older than that for all I know. Either way, uh, it's going back to number six for uh, the fun that is LeBron James next year for the Lakers. Uh, when he originally took that number for the Heat, he credited it to Bill Russell and Dr. J. Julius Irving. Uh, who originally wore that as well? Of course, the number twenty-three was influenced by Jordan, but yeah, basically Warner Brothers told him he couldn't he couldn't be his number, so he changed it to six for Space Jam Two. Looks like he's changing it to six in real life as well. For those of you that enjoy uh, McGruber, Peacock has dropped a list of actors that are joining the cast of the TV series yesterday. According to Variety, Sam Elliott, Lawrence Fishburne, and Mickey Rourke are all going to join this particular cast of characters alongside the already in there Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, and Ryan Phillippe. The series picks up McGruber's story after he's been imprisoned over a decade, and they have fun. Do you remember who played the bad guy in the first McGruber? Yeah, Val Kilmer. Hell yeah, and was great at it. So I'm not sure if that means these are all good, bad, or indifferent guys, but... I do like the fact that Sam Elliott's going to be in it. I can't be mad at Lawrence Fishburne being in it either. Mickey Rourke, I could take your leave. But either way, it should be a lot of fun because McGruber, the first one, was a lot of fun. Morning After with Naked Big J. There's your important stuff. What the? Let's play Lie Detector. Presented by Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. Only on 100.3. The X rocks. Yep, it's all happening. We want to get you to California to check out the Aftershock Festival coming up in October. It is four solid days of amazing rock bands, including two headlining sets by Metallica, including a headlining set by Limp Bizkit, including a headlining set by the original Misfits lineup, and pretty much every other rock band that you can name. We got your flight taken care of. We got your hotel taken care of. We got your tickets to the festival taken care of. All you have to do in order to try to win is to get qualified. You can do so right now by getting on the phone 208-287-1003 and play a little game called Lie Detector. Big J has three statements. Only one of those statements is a lie, a falsity, a completely fabricated one. If you can figure out which one that is, then boom, you are officially qualified for our trip for two in a drawing that we will do towards the end of the month. Big J, do you have your statements ready? Ready to go. Then let's go to the phones and get somebody qualified. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? We're hanging in there, man. Good luck to you. You're up. Here we go. Slipknot is a stopper knot, which is easily undone by pulling the tail. Slipknot is a nickname scientists gave to Einstein's theory of relativity. And Slipknot is a heavy metal band from Iowa. Uh, so the second one is a lie. 
The it, second one is a lie. Big J made it up. Slipknot has nothing to do with the theory of relativity. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Beautiful job, my friend. The lie detector was on and working. You are officially qualified for Aftershock. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Any particular reason why you're detecting Slipknot today? Yeah, Slipknot, uh, they're going to be finishing up their seventh studio album by the end of July. Uh, also, uh, this will be their last uh, record with uh, their, their record company, Roadrunner Records. Uh, so we'll see how things go after that. But uh, they're working diligently on uh, getting new music out here very soon. Yeah, not to say this is their last record, just that right. they are going to do things either on their own or with somebody else in the future. Either way, uh, you could have some new Slipknot by the end of the year if you cross your fingers and uh, pray to the metal gods. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your lie detector. Next chance to qualify 1230 today with Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. We are going to go to hell next on the X-Rocks. Rocks. Vero Beach, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And sometimes, Big J, I mean, just the carnal desires of human beings take over. Do you understand what I'm telling yeah, you? Yeah, the carnal desires. Getting it on. And that's what happened between Jermaine Jackson, who is 44 years old, and his girlfriend, Sharon Finley, who are 52 years old. The problem is where these cardinal desires ended up taking place. Uh, Big J, really, it, it started at 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, they showed up to a Florida park and kind of sat down and like, you know what, let's, let's start getting physical, you know what I mean? And so they did. The problem was, Big J, they were right smack dab in the middle of a playground. Like a children's playground and swing set. And, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, some random kid uh, walked up and wanted to go swinging on the swings and got an eyeful and then ran towards his mom and said, Hey, Mommy, Daddy, what's going on over here? And the mom called police. Police showed up. They were still getting it on when police showed up, Big J. Uh, when asked what they were doing, the uh, young lady, Sharon, said they were making out. But uh, Jermaine Jackson was a little bit more direct, saying something that I'm not even allowed to say on the radio without getting fined. Uh, but essentially, he came clean to what they were doing together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, they were uh, caught in the process in the middle of, you know, you seem like one of those tube slides that they have most often at kids' playgrounds. Yeah. Uh, they were right in the tube slide. So they were, you know, out of the hot Florida sun, Big J, but making it nice, hot, and steamy inside the, uh, the tube slide. But you, you can't use that as a tunnel of love, if you know what I mean. That's not a great idea, especially with kids running around. But uh, as police did a little bit more investigating, they found that they weren't the only things in that particular crawling tunnel. They found a bottle of Gulf Crest vodka and four cans of Four loco Big J. So they were partying it up Whoa. at 9 o'clock in the morning, baby. And uh, when Damn. they uh, asked them, they're like, listen, we were both drinking the Four loco and the vodka. And then they said, quote, you only live once. And unfortunately, that also meant that they got arrested. For possession of an open container, they also got arrested for, uh, you know, exposure indecently and all sorts of other charges as well. Because you can't just, you, you just can't make love in the middle of a playground, Big J. It's not okay. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. Well, it's illegal. How about that? Well, there you go. I'm not saying it's not, it, it's physically impossible. Okay. I'm saying you will be charged with several with crimes crime, yeah. if you decide to do so. So there's a couple of charges they're facing, and, uh, you know, it's funny that they, they throw in the open container one on top of it, but I suppose it makes sense. But just a friendly reminder that playgrounds are not for making love. They're for children to play on and around. And so try to keep that to a little bit more of a, of a private space. 
But sometimes, Big J, when the four loco gets a hold of you, what can you do, right? I mean, yeah. You know, like there's no law with White Claw. I don't know what the <laughs> saying is for Four Loco, but it ain't going to be good. You know, I, I have yet to hear a good story where Four Loco is involved. Uh, I, it's starting to get a bad rep for me because usually when Four Loco is involved in a story, something stupid is happening. And this is again, yeah, you're because, set out on a path once you pick one of those bad boys up. You're absolutely correct. And I feel like that may be a bad decision beverage. And so it, it probably should be labeled as such. And you should keep that in mind if that happens to be in your arsenal. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, Big J. Hey. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Here's what we know about people, Big J, specifically people in relationships. They're a bunch of filthy liars. At least according to a brand new poll, it seems that if you are in a relationship, probably best for the relationship if you keep it off of social media. Or at least if you see people peppering your social media feed with pictures of them and their significant other, they're probably lying to you. Because they did a survey of 20,000 citizens who are currently in a relationship and found that just 10% of those who post images of themselves and their partner on social media more than once a week described their state of their relationship as, quote, very happy. And 46% of people who said they do not publish such posts said their relationship was, in fact, very happy. So a significant increase in people who don't post pictures of their significant other all the time on their social media as saying that they're happy as opposed to those who do. Nearly three-quarters of those who responded defined their relationship as either uh, pretty happy or never happy, which is never good. Among those who regularly share such posts, 42% said their relationship is very unhappy. Uh, licensed marriage and family therapists have said that part of the survey was, was pretty interesting, but posts on social media can create unrealistic expectations for partners or lead them to feel that their partner is only interested in sharing how great the relationship is if it's on public display. And so when this happens, intimacy becomes an issue, and then emotional safety becomes an issue, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, couples who feel satisfied in a relationship tend to put down their devices and actually spend more time focused and present with one another, which is why there's less pictures. What is the secret to your success, Big J? Um, <clears throat> I only post the fights. <laughs> nice. So that everybody can call you a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, see if that works for you, everybody. And uh, see if that no, pulls it's, it off. No, it's just, uh, it's weird. We don't really do a lot of that lovey-dovey post stuff no, anymore. No, and would you describe your relationship as very happy? Uh, yeah. There you go. You're in the 46th percentile. I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> well, isn't that at the end of the day all that matters yeah. in a relationship? That you're happy? Uh, yeah, and as somebody who has had a very uh, visual relationship on social media and one that wasn't, and both ended terribly, I can say, who the hell knows? What happens? I guess it all depends on the person and the situation, doesn't it, Benji? I guess so. So keep that in mind as well. New York Islanders eliminated the Boston Bruins 6-2 last night in Game 6. That series is over. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the next round. Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, the defending champs. Suns beat the Nuggets by 25 last night. Phoenix is now up 2-0 in that particular series. And if you want a little bit of 80s nostalgia, you can get a glimpse of Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker in the first trailer for the eyes of Tammy Faye. It is a biopic that follows Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, who's played by Andrew Garfield. 
as they rise from a Bible school couple to the world's biggest televangelist and their downfall because, well, they stole a bunch of money from people and uh, Jim also ended up getting uh, accused of a bunch of horrible sexual misconduct things. Uh, but I will say this, uh, did Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker, y- whether you watched them or not, you were familiar with them growing up in the 80s. It had right? to be. Had yes. to, you could, There's no way you could miss it. I mean, even if you didn't see him on the TV, uh, you know, you would see him in like the grocery store because he was on like the cover of every National Enquirer yeah. magazine when, when the whole thing went down. And so uh, I will say this, uh, Jessica Chastain, they did a great job making her look like Tammy Faye Baker in this yeah. particular movie. Like, the trailer and the movie looks somewhat interesting, but the the makeup job they did on both Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain to make them look like these characters is pretty damn impressive, especially as the older version of Tammy Faye Baker, who was, like, you know, the crazy makeup stuff that was going on. That, they nailed it as far as the look goes and the aesthetics. So, who knows if the movie's any good, but the trailer's worth watching just to be impressed with how they made these two stars look like the people they're trying to portray. So, that's going to come out in theaters on September 17th if you want to check it out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we've got your tickets here for Cashed Out at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. That's happening Tuesday, June 15th. So, man, I mean, this is uh, really one of the first concerts we can all kind of get out to enjoy together. Uh, we have this for you to get if you beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. You want to go to a concert next week? A concert? A, con- a musical live performance? 208 208- 287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you would like to play our little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. I wish everybody a very good luck. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Oh, that ain't gonna work, Big J. Hello, the X. What's going on? Good morning, man. You are up first. This actor and School of Rock star was just announced to be Conan O'Brien's last guest ever on his TBS show. Jack Black. Right. Correct. Wow. Big J, this actor starred in movies like Closer and Children of Men and actually turned down the role of James Bond in 2005. Closer mm-hmm. and Children of Men mm-hmm. turned down the role in 2005. Before it eventually went to Daniel Craig. He was actually their second choice behind this dude. Oh, man. I just saw this, too, and... Um... Oh, boy. Um... I'm drawing a blank on the name. Dang it. I'm going to kick myself. Um, Because he, he ended up going out drinking and got drunk with Daniel Craig. And it felt like he screwed up the, the actual opportunity to be James Bond. I know the entire story. I just can't remember his name. <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I can't. Re- I can't remember his name. Not even a guess. Huh? Nope. Wrong. All right, that means you give officially. Me, give me an initial. C. Nope, that doesn't do it. The, the, the last name. C O. Charles Owens. Charles Owens. You kind of got the last name right, actually, and that doesn't help you. Oh, um. Well, then you Mark never. Strong. You... I th- no, Mark, no, no. That's the article I was reading. No. So no, okay. Uh, Clive Owen. Right. Clive, Clive Owen. Interesting. Uh, was their first choice, and he said no because they refused to give him uh, profit sharing of the movie, and so he passed on on uh, James Bond, and they offered it up to Daniel Craig. 
Congratulations, my man. You got cashed out tickets coming your way. You hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set for that show on Tuesday. Mark Strong was also given the chance to try to, you know, at least audition for the, the role. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, it sounds like producers really hated Daniel Craig and barely wanted him to be a part of it. <laughs> How, <laughs> and then begged him to come back. <laughs> How about we do some headlines? Those are next on the X-Rocks. Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just hear about on the X all the time. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Just lucky, I guess. Alien fruit and crazy town. Alien fruit. New York Times made a pretty big mistake yesterday. The paper posted an article online titled, Fields of Watermelon Found on Mars, Police Say. It immediately drew attention from a bunch of confused readers. A subhead followed reading, Authorities say the rise of fruit aliens is to blame for the glute of outer space watermelons. The article was listed as authored by Joe Schmo, which doesn't seem like a real reporter. Futurism reported the article remained up for less than an hour before it was removed. The article has since been replaced on the New York Times website with an admin note reading, This article was published in error. A mock article intended for a testing system was inadvertently published on this page earlier. It's thought the company was kind of testing their content management system and accidentally published the joke article. People on Twitter had a field day, though, cracking jokes about how, you know, there's alien fruit out there and how embarrassing that the Times broke the embargo and, and released the story before NASA gave them the green light. That kind of stuff. People were having a lot of fun with it. But uh, by all indications, uh, there is no watermelon on Mars. And even if there were, Big J, I highly doubt it would be the police that reported it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like it was a legitimate fake article that was just kind of written in jest and then accidentally published. Although <laughs> that should fire up the conspiracy theorists nice and fun, right? Yeah, but if there's watermelon there, is there mustard? Uh, I do not know. Okay. No mention of mustard in the article. Just lucky, I guess, or crazy town? Crazy town. This person doesn't sound very happy. Police in Virginia say last week a suspect identified as 36-year-old James Springer was working as a DoorDash driver and arrived at McDonald's just before 10 a.m. He reportedly became upset when he was told it was too early to get a Happy Meal. Witnesses say Springer allegedly said before leaving the restaurant that he would come back and execute everyone, like it's Pulp Fiction or something. That's when McDonald's workers contacted the police. Police searched for Springer, but he eventually returned to the McDonald's on his own and was taken into custody without incident. He was charged with disorderly conduct, abusive language, and four counts of brandishing a weapon. So there's that, too. But also, like, if you're a DoorDash driver, you have no horse in the race. Do you know what I mean? What are you getting that upset about Happy Meal for? A, it's not your Happy Meal. B, you're just the messenger and the deliverer. And so, I I mean, it's weird to be that passionate about an order. Although, that being said, maybe if I uh, had a DoorDash delivery guy like this guy, I'd get stuff a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? Right. I kind of like his... His enthusiasm, uh, dislike his insanity and his threat of executing everybody. Right. But you take the good, you take the bad, you know? We'll wrap it up with just lucky, I guess. The Sonoma Sheriff's Office in Santa Rosa, California, say a man is very lucky to be alive after he was rescued after spending two days trapped inside farm equipment in a California vineyard. Farm equipment? Police say they got a report about a suspicious vehicle parked on some private property, and when they arrived, they found the car, but noticed it was parked in a location that made no sense. And then there was a hat on a piece of farm equipment located nearby. When authorities went over to investigate, they were shocked. Apparently, the occupant of the vehicle had inexplicably decided to climb into the shaft 
of a vineyard fan and became completely stuck inside that shaft. And he had been there for two full days before they found him. They were able to extricate the man, and they say that they told him that he took photos of the engines. Of, he liked to take photos of engines of old farm equipment, which is why he was there. The sheriff's office think that maybe he was trying to break into the vineyard and got stuck, you know what I mean? But he said he was there to take photos. After a thorough investigation, uh, which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique, the man had probably far more methamphetamine than camera equipment. The motivation for the climb into the fan shaft, they believe, is kind of a little bit more theft-related than anything else. So, don't take meth and get stuck in a fan shaft, I guess, is the lesson. Because then you're stuck for two days and just happen to wander up on somebody, the police, and then you get out. But that's that seems like a story that could have gone south pretty quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, a couple more days in there and that's it, game over. And game over! Or what if somebody turns on that fan? I mean, oof, you know? Right. Not a great way to go. Dead. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on all of the things. Ladies and Bad Flower right here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's called F the World here on the X Rocks. And listen, uh, Big J and I, we try to put together a, a honest portrayal of, of a radio show. We know we pride ourselves on not being too incredibly different if you meet us off the air than when we are on the air. And so we also don't pretend to be things that we're not. You know, we're not experts at a lot of stuff, but yeah. we have we have some areas of expertise, yeah. but there's no doubt. That when you look at Big J and I, you can feel that we are experts in a couple of areas. One, of course, is health and exercise, and then the mm-hmm. other is fashion. We we really do have our fingers on the pulse on those two particular topics. And so yeah. when something comes from us, you can trust that it's coming from a good source and probably something that we are leading you in the right direction for. And one thing that we want to make you aware of as we get into the the more, I mean, today is not a good example, but uh, it's about to be relatively hot around the Treasure Valley again. Lots of sunshine. I mean, we're going to give away. This is going to break up tomorrow. We're going to be back in the 90s next week in no time, which Ooh. means you have to dress for summer. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so just so you know, one of the things that's coming back in for the summer months, for those of us that are uh, of the gentlemanly persuasion and want to be fashion conscious Something is coming back that hasn't been around since probably you and I were kids, Big J. And I'm talking about short shorts on guys. For the longest time, it probably kicked into the late 80s and then into the 90s. It was the baggier, the better when it came to shorts. You know what I mean? And so now you can thank your hero, Big J, The Rock, for bringing back the idea that short, kind of tighter cut of shorts and a little bit more leg showing is, is a good thing. In fact, he's got a whole athletic line that he is releasing a bunch of just, you know, in particular, shorter shorts for casual wear out there for dudes. And he thinks that it's nice, it's nice to call back and show off your, your your shapely, you know, legs, Big J. So what do you think? You're going to follow the Rock's lead and show off some of those gams or what? No. Huh? No. How come? Because I'm not, uh, I'm not six foot two, two forty with a two percent body fat. You're telling me you don't have the body to show off your legs? Maybe no. you like showing off your legs. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't mind my bottom half of my legs, but the it's top the, half, I don't. You know. Well, what's the difference? Well, I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you're right. You know what? I am gonna wear some short shorts. <laughs> you put it like that. What am I holding back for? Yeah, I'm married who are, already. Who are you trying to impress? I guess. I'm trying to keep people from throwing up when they see me. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you're saying that if you got a little bit more skin showing, you're going to make people physically yeah, ill? Yes. I don't think that's true. 
I don't think that's true at all. Uh, but also, you know, I mean, listen, you remember, I imagine, it, did you have to wear, like, gym clothes in, like, middle school and high school and stuff that the school supplied for you? <laughs> no, you didn't? I went to a small private school, man. Uh, well, we, I would we think in a private school, it would be about uniforms and some sort of uniformity. Yeah, it wasn't like that. We didn't, we were in a Catholic school. Um, we're non-denominational Christian school, so we didn't have a uniform. Okay. Um, necessarily. So there what did you wear for gym code, class? Obviously, um, you know, whatever you had. Really? You yeah. You didn't have to wear anything. But you had to bring gym clothes right that you changed into you didn't run around there in jeans and stuff you know no no you're right i mean we probably would have changed but i'm just thinking back to when i was in public school in wisconsin we in high school and in middle school we had gym uniforms that they supplied for us that were just simple gray t-shirts and but they were short shorts like i mean you were wearing like and it was like nba you know crotch hugging kind of shorts that you wore in high school gym every single day and then you would go in and you would shower you do what you need to do change back into your regular clothes but that was the last time like i put on those kind of shorts and it's for a reason because usually not only i mean yes if you have the physique to show it off sure why the hell not but the other part of it is they're not exactly comfortable do you know what i mean Right. Well, no, of course not, man. You're squeezing stuff that shouldn't be squeezed. Yeah, like the circulation. Yeah. Your legs. These things now need... I was talking about something else. Oh, I see. You're talking about the boys. But either way, it, it's coming back. So whether you like it or not, Big J, maybe your only options soon at the store are going to be very tight shorts. I don't think so. Or Big J to be showing off to the public. So you're a shorts fan. I thought I would let you know this is where fashion is headed. And now the rest of the Treasure Valley knows as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J, your chance to win something from us. Bad impressions next on the X Rocks. The X. Uh, we have got Jeff Shaw coming to the lounge at the end of the universe. He's a stand-up comedian. We'll get you in. Uh, there's a Friday show and a Saturday show. We'll give you a chance to pick which one. You just got to figure out what bad impressions is this morning. Yep. Uh, you can go and check it out for yourself if you want to. Shows are 21 and over. The shows are Saturday night and Friday night, 8 p.m. But if you want your free tickets, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Real quick explanation as to how Bad Impressions works. Big J has got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. And you are going to go check out some comedy on us. Hello, The X. What's up, man? What's up, dude? What's your name? Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first. Good luck. Just try to name a movie I wasn't in, MFR. <laughs> Next. What's in your wallet? Oh, man. Star, War- Star Wars, Marvel Universe, Tarantino movies. I've been in them all. Uh, shit. Yeah, dude. Listen, I'm there with you every day. <laughs> Anything, man? Well, I, I hear the voice and I see it. I can't do it. Anyways, you know what? Today's my boss's birthday. Happy birthday, Boyd! Happy birthday, Boyd! Yeah, man. That's. I mean, for crying out loud. Hello, that's the X. rare we get a sneak in like that. Nice work. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Did you hear the clues or do you need him again? I need him again. Just try to name a movie I wasn't in, MFR. What's in your wallet? Star Wars, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Tarantino movies. I've been in them all. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> man, successfully changed up this uh, these clues, Nick. We do this person all the yeah. time. <laughs> I honestly, I don't have a clue, guys. All right, man. Thank you very much for trying to play anyway. Hello, the X. 
Hi. Hey, the answer is? Samuel L. Jackson. That's that right. That's correct. Well played, my friend. Hang on one second. Jeff Shaw tickets coming your way. Well done. Why is Samuel L. Jackson in the news? Uh, Samuel Jackson was on Stephen Colbert, and they were just discussing the fact that it does seem like he's in uh, almost every movie, and that uh, every now and then he is Samuel Jackson at home watching uh, TV, and a movie will come on inevitably that he's in. Yeah. And so... Um, Colbert asked him what his some of his favorite movies that he's been in is. Okay. List would surprise you. All right. Top of that list, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Nick. I, I love that movie, man. It is. It's a good one. A Time to Kill. Okay. Great movie. Uh, one of my favorite performances of his in Tarantino movies, Jackie Brown. Fantastic. Uh, a movie called Red Violin. Oh, really? Which I've never seen. Yeah, you're all right. I think it's got Robert Downey Jr. in it. Uh, I don't know. And the other one uh, that he, he mentioned, 187. Wow. Pulp Fiction doesn't even make the top yeah, five? Yeah, no. Holy cow. I mean, I get why the Star Wars movies wouldn't, but not even a single Marvel movie either in there. Yeah, no, but he's he loves those. Well, you know what, though? I mean, these it makes sense because those are movies are, are he plays very different characters in each one. So there's a lot of range involved in there. And he probably gets I mean, as much as he enjoys the paychecks from Nick Fury, it's not like he gets to do a bunch of stuff with it. You know yeah. Watch around with an iPad. It's not about him, basically. No, no. <laughs> a lot of those movies were ones that he literally was the starring star. It was, uh, but he's got some good ones in there. That is for sure. Yeah, the but, box office gross for Red Violin nine and a half million. Yeah, I saw it. I, what like two thousand and like one or two or something like that. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was Robert Downey Jr. in that, or is it somebody else? Um, it doesn't have. I don't. I don't. I'm not looking at that list. Oh. So I was, oh. Either way, I do remember seeing it, and it's something about like a, a lost violin coming across something or something like that. Either way, it's uh, it's a tough watch, but I'm happy he was happy for it. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to figure out. Like, uh, I mean, would you say Pulp Fiction is your favorite Samuel Jackson movie of all time? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could name a favorite one. Jesus, I, I mean, I w- even Samuel I would, Jackson. No, I, you know, can't. I would say one of my favorite performances of his was in um, was in Die Hard. Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Rise Against Nowhere Generation is how we're wrapping up the old Morning After with Nick and Big J today. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday. It was awesome. Got a nerd alert from Big J. Got a chance to give away some cashed-out concert tickets. Got somebody qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Talked about Big J's general region, which is pretty awesome. Looks like it was a pretty eventful Thursday, all things considered. Yeah. Leaves you with the floor, my friend. Hey, if you lost your wallet or something important to you years ago, you might just find it or somebody will find it and send it to you one day. Uh, because back in 1975, uh, this lady, Colleen, uh, she was uh, go- went to a movie and she lost her wallet and uh, never found it until now. An employee found, uh, they were remodeling this historic theater and found the wallet at Crawl Space. What? Yeah. Like, not only, I mean, think about the odds for that, though. I mean, not only did the, would the theater still have to be standing for since 1975, but also you'd probably have to be in and around the same area you lived in since 1975, which is also incredible. Well, I mean, thanks to the Internet, you could be anywhere. I suppose, but I mean, what are the odds that a woman who lost her wallet in 1975 is going to have a Facebook profile? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, she uh, didn't have any money in there, but there was a Grateful Dead concert ticket from 1973. She threw it in the trash. The second and she old got it photos. She was apparently very uh, emotional Aww. to see those things. How cute. Well, yeah, it reminds everybody to do the right thing if you find a wallet for crying out loud. 
uh, and give it back to the person who dropped it. That way you get some good karma coming your way. Yes? Karma, 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 chameleon. Don't forget, we got something going on this weekend. If you want to head to Caldwell on Saturday, June 19th, the Wild West Brewfest is happening. Everything you love about the Wild West, 30-plus brews, some live music, beard and mustache contest is all happening. Go check out IndianCreekPlaza.com for more details. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's CX Rocks.